It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine Athletics is about its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane Podcast. Paul Cochran with you. Um, look, we haven't gone international very often on this show, but we are about to. And because we're going international, I thought I'd better bring a friend along for the ride. So I've got Andrew Kelly from Harness Racing Australia, the CEO. Hello, mate. Good to join you again. Um, you're, you're becoming a regular on this show. Yeah, it's fun, actually. <laughs> it's good to have you. You might actually be our, our most regular guest. Like yeah. If I went through and... Jeez, you'll end up on the payroll. Well, you can check out the analytics on that and see whether or not people are actually <laughs> listening to anything that I've got to say or if I'm adding value, but um, I'll let others be the judge of that. But for what it's worth, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Look, um, well, that's great to hear. Uh, I hope the listeners do too. Um, so the, obviously, as the, as the CEO of Harness Racing Australia, we have really significant links. You, know, you, you and your role have links with the States, and, you know, and that, but, but a key part of it is what we can do abroad and how we can interact with other countries, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. So there's an organisation called the International Trotting Association and it has a uh, a formal conference every second year. Um, This year I put forward a proposition to, to, not drag it out necessarily, but for every third year, um, you know, the economics of uh, being able to uh, move around the world is becoming increasingly difficult for a lot of countries and there's 19 countries that are part part of that um, particular membership or that agreement um, and it's all based on your stud book. So, um, yeah, we all have to have common rules and common agreements around re- registering horses and moving horses between countries. And then what we try and do is expand upon that. And we spend a lot of time in the, in the area of not just the breeding, but in also integrity, uh, wagering and racing and then marketing and see what we can learn from each other on a regular basis and keep up to date. We've got to get better at it because, you know, there's no point just meeting every three years and going over what you did for the last three years. So part of the proposition was to meet more regularly start some WhatsApp groups and be able to keep in, uh, in closer contact. But uh, what we have been able to achieve outside of just that more formal um, structure is to develop relationships with uh, France, with um, Scandinavia, primarily via Sweden, with North America, primarily via the USTA, but uh, increasingly with Standard Bread Canada, and, um, and ourselves to be able to work on yeah, the, probably the bigger picture um, you know, around health and welfare, prohibited substances and drug control um, and, and all importantly marketing and being able to, to work out ways to get more people to come and come to the track and touch and feel and we'll see some of that on Saturday night that we've stolen from or benchmarked ourselves against from other places around the world. Fantastic. Well you mentioned France. We've got with us, lady's probably got the best job in the world. <laughs> Not Man- far off it I'll tell you. Yep. Emmanuel Morvier. Hey welcome. Welcome to the show. So um, I said France, you're, you're here as a, as a guest from La Trotte. Um, can you tell us what your job actually is? What's your title? Tell us what your job actually is because when Andrew and I were talking about it, I said, that's the best job in the world. It's to travel the place and go to the races. How good. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I think I have the best job. Um, I am in charge of international, so it means a lot. It means... Um, we have signed partnership with 30 countries in the world, including Australia and uh, USA and many countries in Europe. And um, 
I'm, I'm also in charge uh, to keep going with uh, relations with the other countries and in both sides, I mean, make people come to France to discover our industry and make French people discover other industries. I mean, we need to be all together to, if we want our sport to survive, we can't be alone. And we need um, to be all together and to defend our sport into the different governments and share ideas to finance and to develop the sport. And the best way to see our product, I guess, is being up close and personal. What a, what a time. So we're recording this uh, the day before the, the Tab Eureka, which is a special moment for us, particularly you know, for Andrew, who is you know, one, of the, one of the masterminds of this, uh, this event. Um, what a great time to come and visit us at, at what we think is the best track in the world at, at Clubman <laughs> Angle. Um, I mean, I can see how excited you are to be there and, and see some of the, the cream of the crop in our sport here in Australia. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, um, we have regular links. We've been meeting each other for 10 years, something like that, with uh, Australia. Since I think there's a conference in Paris. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Exactly. And um, we started to work together and I uh, was lucky to have many Australian people coming to discover France when they were in Europe. But that's my first time in Australia. So that was a very good opportunity to come and to, for this event. It you was should tell the story about last night at the slotholders' dinner that uh, you came across some people that... Yeah, I, was, I thought I would know nobody except Andrew. <laughs> and then, oh, Ellen, and oh, yeah, I've met several people who already came to France and I, in 2018, the other one in 2019. So that, that was fun to... To see Brilliant. them again. And, and that's the beauty of you know, sport and, and its power to network, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> you, you've just come back from the World Conference. I mean, you, you, you would have contacts all in all those countries that you sort of rattled off before that you know, are important for us as a, as a national body to be able to tap into. I think it's also important for the bigger countries, and I include France in this as the biggest, um, to be able to assist and develop some of the smaller nations as well. So, yeah. for example... Um, Emmanuel and myself were at the Serbian derby, which was just the day before the, the, the conference started. And, you know, it's a small track with no betting and um, a very, very passionate following, including a, a, a person who you know very well in terms of uh, Nikola Jokic from the NBA. Yeah. But he's just one of five or 6,000 people on the track that day who is hoping his horse is going to win and then proud of his horse and, you know, enjoying and loving that moment of, of victory. And to see that um, and to think of ways that we can you know, partner with them and develop with them over the, over the next few years um, is, is, just as, is just as important. But from Australia and France's perspective, I think we um, uh, have found really common ground around breeding and you'll see more and more French stallion bloodlines and Patriscal and others are to be thanked for, being, uh, for bringing that, that, those bloodlines to, to Australia. I think the... Um, uh, trotter Francais is widely acknowledged as you know, the toughest trotter in the, in the world. And, and I say trotting because there's only trotting in Scandinavia yeah. and, and Europe. Uh, so it's a little bit foreign for Emmanuel to be at uh, breakfast with the stars this morning and seeing only paces. paces. I was going to ask you that. Like, do you think, because that, that's a, a, it's a question that my friends who aren't necessarily involved in the sport say, and I say, well, trotting's number one in, in Europe. And I said, well, why? And I, honestly, I can't really give the answer to that. What do you, why do you think that is, that 
I think yesterday I had to answer this question many times because that's always a question that Australian people ask me. Um, that's history. We don't have breed for our pacing. Our horses are trotters. Yeah. And with the selection of the breed, they are more and more trotters. Their natural gait is trotting. It's very difficult to make them gallop. I was very surprised this morning looking at the paces galloping to yeah. train. It, it could not... We can't see that in France. They are trotters, and we don't have, we never had pacers in Europe, except in Ireland. Probably because they told me that it was um, between Australia and United States, it was the stop was Ireland and Great Britain. That's why they started with uh, pacers too. But in all the rest of Europe, that we don't have this breed. It doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. Do you think there's a, there is a, f- a the potential for pacing to, Embed into Europe at any point? No. Andrew's shaking his head at the same yeah, time. No, 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 there's no, no chance. It's, no. It's, it's, simply, it's simply not going to happen. Yeah. And no, it and would be to, to, to create a new breed, new horses, to build everything from the, from the start. And I think that's, for me, um, paces are a bit more like thoroughbred in the mean of their race very fast, short distance, shorter than our distances uh, with trotters. And uh, uh, I've, spoke, I've spoken with uh, US trainers and Australian trainers who, who train both. And, what, and they say that the hand of the trainer, his ability, um, has more impact in the trotters than in the pacer. So you just don't need to buy the most expensive horse, the fastest horse to win. And our races are longer distance, so it's more strategic. I mean, when you have uh, 2,700 meters, it's like... Um, but also the many more horses in the race. Your field sizes are quite yeah, yeah, quite large yeah. in comparison. So, it's, yeah, it's hard yeah, to... Yeah, 15, 16 horses yep. per, yeah. per race. Yeah. Okay, so first time in Australia, first time out at the track uh, at... Menangle, what's your impressions? Uh, oh, we're very know. proud of it. We think it's a great facility. Yeah, what, what that's a great facility, yeah. for sure. Um, it's very nice, very comfortable um, for the horses, for the professional people, probably for the public. I will see that tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, the, the track is nice. Everything is very well built. And I had a chance, Andrew took me to the training centre this morning. And uh, it's the same, very comfortable for horses, for people. Uh, you feel the welfare wish to, towards the horses. Yeah, it's a wonderful facility. Yeah. And I just received a message from Lorraine Shane Triton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she saw me in my Instagram and she said, oh, I was training there before I left to US. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Lauren Tritton, who's yeah, taking, everything in her, uh, yeah, yeah, ta- <laughs> taking everything in her stride over there in, um, uh, in the US. And in fact... Uh, uh, you leave next week uh, to head to the Yonkers International mm-hmm. Trot, so you'll leave Wednesday to be in uh, Yonkers next uh, Saturday, and of course Aldebaran Zeus will be racing there, representing Australia yeah. uh, 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 as well. And I think uh, Just Believe did a very good job in um, in Sweden, and hopefully um, many people overseas are starting to think about Australian trotters in a different way. And yeah, and, yeah, that's also a part of my job when you talk that every week we. We, cre- we have created an international press review, so we transmit many information f- about uh, races abroad to our French people. 
so they know more about what's going on around the world. So we're talking more and more about Australia because there are always many news, <coughs> sorry, many news and many new information. And they have some French blood, they have good races, uh, some horses start to travel to Europe, like Just Believe. And we really want to have in the next future her horse coming for Prix d'Amérique. What, what do you think? Wow, so hang on. This is oh, this is okay. actually right. this is big news. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's an exclusive. Pick her up on I know this. that I know you've <laughs> said before to me that um, you were keen to see if maybe some trainers would bring some horses for the winter um, races, which is actually a, a, a season. Um, and I think the average prize money for those races across that season is about fifty thousand euro. Fifty four thousand euro per race. Yeah, so we're talking like almost yeah. hundred thousand Aussie every point. race over a long period of time and yeah. I thought well that might be a nice carrot maybe um, uh, there might be a few trainers here that were interested in heading over there and if they could stable at Grabois and be very comfortable and um, and be around some of the greats you know you've got Jean-Michel Bazaire there obviously Goop has a um, has a space there as well but to hear Emmanuel talk about a possibility of running in the um, in the Prix de Marique, that's big time that, but yeah. one thing that we have to think about with that uh, with that uh, potential is that it's only for end tires, so it's only for stallions and uh, a, 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 and female horses. So no uh, gelding, no geldings. Forward planning, yeah. forward planning. So just we talked about just believe. I, I'm I'm interested. What did what was the international response to an Australian horse going and, and competing in that? And you know, obviously, yeah, luck it, wasn't quite yeah. on just believe side in the big race, but yeah, yeah. You know, there's many people didn't know that trotting is now so strong in Australia. They know that there is pacing, but most of them didn't know that trotting is growing. I think trotting is still growing in Australia. Yep. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, so they were surprised to, to see the Just Believe arriving for the big race in Sweden. It was very unlucky on that day. But ah, the Italians. Yeah. yeah, it happened to us in New York <laughs> last year. <laughs> we had the same thing in New York yeah. last year with a French one. But uh, after that, he did very well in the next races. So that's exciting. I mean, that's an international sport. So in basketball, in football, in everything, you have some international meetings with the big teams. So that's very nice to have some competition like that. And next week, next Saturday in New York, you will have a... French horse, an Australian horse, American horses. That's good. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I, at the top of the show, I said she's got the best job on the planet. And I'm basing that on Andrew's giving me a run through on some of your travel that you've done of late. So just give me a snapshot of what the last few weeks has looked like. We've gone from there to there to there. The Caribbean, I heard, dropped in. Where uh, for example, I think, yeah, in four days, I was in Sweden and the day after in Serbia. So the after in Italy and on the Wednesday I was in Belgium. Bad, eh? But yeah. oh, Europe is small. I mean, <laughs> oh, for no, me oh, no. it's like you yeah, know, know changing town in Australia. Yeah, but it's still a charm to it for us Australians. We've got to, you know. Yeah, it's amazing, and quite often to get there. And quite often I find it um, interesting that um, our sport is sometimes a bit different um, in terms of the way that um, the fans look or the uh, the participants look at. Um, their administrator, so it might be like, oh, what are they going over there for? What are you going to learn about? Why are we spending this money? Or what are you know? What's the value um, proposition at the at, at at the end of the at the end of the day? Um, 
But it is actually enormous and it is great to have these links and these opportunities that then present themselves and make life easier for our industry that might want to go there and, and from yeah. um, any internationals that want to come want to come here and establish those those links to make it work easy and not yeah. be hard yep. work for yep. uh, for people. Uh, and of course, we're, we're, we're learning all the time. Um, you know, I think about the AFL and their executives that when, when they go to Harvard Business School, they're, they're, uh, behind that it's like it's really supported and people congratulate them for doing it. It's almost like the reverse in Australia. We want to yeah, yeah. you know, cut people down. It's like, yeah. what are they doing that for? And, and, and you should be accountable and you should be um, transparent about what you're doing and why, and why you're doing it. But our um, efforts are, um, are all to improve our, obviously all to improve our sport. And it's a long way to go, so you have to make the most of it yeah. while you're there, yeah. because you can't just get on a train and go from the Netherlands to Belgium, you know, in an afternoon. Yeah. So you have to make the most of it, and you have to make it worth your while, because yeah. in Europe, you're meeting with people you know, every second week, essentially. You know, you're um, uh, the heads of uh, of Latrobe, Guillaume Mopo, and um, and Benoit would be, um, you know meeting with their counterparts almost weekly to, to keep developing strategies and the Masters and um, the, the UET series and Drivers' Championships and all these things that just happen, you know. And, yeah. uh, but so when we get the opportunity, we have, to make the, we have to make the most of it and we have to be batting in there. We have now, um, really important for our market is the French trotting races that come, in, come into Australia and that's increasing every year. Um, unfortunately... We dropped off um, with some changes that were made in the PMU with their their structures. We were sending four races a, a week to um, uh, to France, and to give your listeners some insight into that, there was more betting in France on those four races than the entire race meeting by their three pools in Australia on wow. the same night. And that was on a Monday night, right? Yeah. Which was going into France on a Monday morning. So people were heading uh, for morning tea with a cigarette and some <laughs> and an espresso in the tabac. And uh, it's largely retail market over there. Cash is still bigger than the yep. um, than the um, uh, than the online market. And uh, you know it was it was really popular, but you know. Th- Things changed there that were that were out of our control, but with Tabcor and p- the PMU uh, getting their co-mingling and pooling um, uh, together, and the testing of that's in its very late stages, we hope that we'll be able to offer that again in some in some way. But in Sweden, um, your listeners might be interested to know that there was quite a um, a bit of controversy over there when they looked at maybe bringing in our pacing pacing races. Uh, but we were able to prove that with the number of paces that we have and the, our injury and incident reports and uh, that, uh, you know, tying a horse's legs together, which is how it's looked at overseas, yeah. isn't it? It's like, you know, how can you tie a horse's legs together? That's how it's viewed was, um, you know, no better or worse than the injuries and incidents that might happen from yep. a welfare perspective yeah. in, the, in the trotting. So uh, I don't think that we will ever have uh, pacing races broadcast into into France, but we continue to absorb your product, which is really important for us because that's that's growing our pie down um, down here as um, as well. But what I do hope is that we'll be able to find a way to have more um, Australian races on your calendar into the future. And I know that Emmanuel is always talking with uh, counterparts, oh, uh, Blondine at the PMU and Amerik in order well, well, to get our uh, to get get us back on the screens there. And, and visits like this and networking and engagement opportunities like this are only going to enhance that. Uh, I'm intrigued. Like so, Andrew mentioned those four races in the betting turnover. Is that a sign that okay, we don't get a lot of it, but we respect it? Is that yeah, the way yeah, it's, of course. The way it's viewed. Exactly. We, res- we respect your product, even though we don't actually get a, a great deal of it, exactly. but we think it's pretty good. Yes, that's exactly the point. 
Um, the fact was that uh, we have many races in France already. We have 11,000 races a year, so um, we have very few spots for foreign races. But we have some, and with the, the time delay between France and Australia, it was quite easy to, to, to work together. Uh, because of um, after COVID and uh, issues about uh, perhaps too many races for the pointers or the amount decrease, so they, they are still looking. But for sure, as soon as we can find an opportunity, uh, we'll do that because, in fact, races in Australia are very good. I mean, there is no point about that. So that's just... We have to t teach a bit our pointers because of some rules that could be very different, even if we try to have some international rules all over the world. But yes, we respect definitely the product, the integrity, the doping system control, and everything. That's good to hear. We like yeah, that. I, yeah, I think, that, I think. they are much better than we are about <laughs> welfare issues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we do. There's no doubt at the last conference, you know, I think we lead the way in many, in many respects, yeah. and we should be really proud of that. Um, but from a drug control perspective, I think ourselves and the French probably do the best job yep. uh, with regard to um, uh, not only the, the systems that are in place, but the efforts behind the scenes and the laboratories and all that type of, um, all that type of work as, as well. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's, some, there's some similarities and then there's some like very big differences between, <laughs> our, between our organisations as well. So yeah, it's fun. It's, but it's fun. It's fun to talk about... Um, why that's the case? Because you ask yourself some questions that you never get asked before when you're, in, you know, well, why do you do that? And how is it? How is this? This the case? And you know, some some of the um, things that happen in France, which might be interesting, particularly on a breeding side, is that um, you know, not every horse that's born a French trotteur is allowed. approved. Is allowed to race. So right. you know, just because yep. you're born doesn't mean that you have the right to right to race. And yes. similarly, the way that you build. Um, the stallion book is that it's based on performance. So you know, the more services you can have is the better is, is determined by your performance on the on, on the track. So yeah, it's some of this would is totally foreign to us and blows our minds. But you know, it's it's just commonplace. And, and have you looked at some of that and thought there are things that we should potentially be looking to implement here? Oh, uh, probably not. Probably yeah. not. Um, you know, we we brought in a stallion limit a few years ago, which again in its time was was reasonably controversial. But like, it's it's pretty high at, yep. at one fifty. Yep. Um, it's uh, I don't know what are you one twenty five at the maximum, one hundred at the maximum, and one hundred and maximum, and we have uh, more than nine thousand falling. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's many horses that don't get to the track in um, in, in France yeah. and. Yeah, we have a big rehoming program, and I know that the French yeah. are really interested in learning more about the rehoming program. But to be a, but to just to say right from the word go, no, you're not, you're not in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's pretty, pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the first goal of our organisation, we are a non-profit organisation. The first sentence is organise racing to improve the breed. So we organise racing to select the best mares yep. and the best challions. Okay. That's the way. So. We have like qualification races uh, at two or three years old. Uh, it's like a race. They have to do 2,000 meters on a certain limit of time. And if they can't do that, they can repeat. But if they can't, they won't be able to race. Okay. Well, Andrew, uh, it's fascinating to have Emmanuel here to give us an insight into, I know you've, you've 
experienced it, but a lot of our listeners wouldn't have been exposed to what the European product looks like. I'm always conscious of time. If someone's got a coffee in front of them, I'm worried that the coffee might go a little bit cold, but Manuel sitting here with a black coffee with ice cubes in it, which doesn't really give me a sense of how long we've been <laughs> talking. No, 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 true <laughs> enough. Actually, um, you had a nice trip over to Manly the other... You might have kicked it, picked up a little bit of a, a, a cough on the, way, uh, yeah. on the way back, but it was a great way to see Sydney. Oh, yeah. yes. It was it's a beautiful city, best, isn't it? Yeah. Best way to start the day yesterday. So you're allowed to... I mean, I know you're here on business, but you're allowed to play Tommy Tourist just for a little bit. What are the things you have to see while you're in Australia, in your mind? What... what well, in one week, that's impossible. Because, you know, Australia is like a dream for French European people. Yeah. Um, all the young people, they want to come and stay one year in Australia and discover everything. So that's good. Harbour was nice to, to see in Sydney. Yeah. Um, the opera. So next time I want to go for a real opera in Sydney because that's worldwide famous. But perhaps if I can meet with a kangaroo, it would be nice. But um, I'm not sure I won't like all your snails. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, no. Uh, snakes are a bit foreign. Uh, but how about at the barrier reveal, you managed to tick off a few things just from the balcony? Because yeah. like oh, yeah. what an outstanding venue Opera it was. Opera House, Sydney Harbour Bridge, all there fantastic. right in front of you. Yeah, fantastic view. Yeah. So it was my first step. Manly Ferry. First step in <laughs> Australia. Yep. I was just landed one hour before. And I arrived there and it was like a postcard. A so postcard. you mentioned your Instagram. I bet it's full of these beautiful photos now of... Sydney Harbour. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. It. That's what we'd like to hear. And she'll be able to, I reckon she'll be listening to Birds of Tokyo on the plane on her Spotify on the way home, Andrew. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. But we've still got a bit to go. Um, Paul James, Danny Ballarat's going to look after you for a few days. And I know that you're very familiar with uh, Patrick School and see his farm in um, uh, live before heading off next Wednesday. So you've still got a bit to pack in. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic to have you here. You're welcome anytime, uh, particularly on our racetracks. And uh, we, we love to hear your experience and, and obviously we're very keen for you to ex- expose you to our product because we want to sell the dream of you know Australian racing and you know and, and have it embed into the European product as, as much as possible and you know expose people to our racing product because we're, we're firm believers in how good it is absolutely yeah wonderful to have you here enjoy your stay uh, as we said we're recording this tonight before the tab you year at a good time you're going to see the world's richest race which is a tagline we're very proud to to be able to say and can't wait to, for you to See uh, how it all unfolds tomorrow night because it's going to be fantastic. Thank you very much. Pat him on the back at the end of it. Oh, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. It's been a team effort. I keep saying it because it is. Uh, Fantastic to have you here, Emmanuel. Enjoy. Your coffee's nearly done, so, um, so, and the ice cubes haven't quite melted. Time to refill. Yeah, time for a refill. Time for us to go. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Sprint Lane podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this fascinating chat of how um, Australia's international relations um, link up with, with what's happening in France. We'll catch you next time on The Sprint Lane. Bye-bye.